0: you are listening to the girl talk podcast my name is carol this is alicia hey i'm trisha and um we had a little get together with some of our girlfriends recently and that is where today's topic topic was born we told everybody around the table we gave out note cards and we said write down something that you've either had a conversation about or that is on your mind today okay there was uh, five of us around the table rest fatigue Getting help, can't do it all. Healthy boundaries, desire for peace and serenity in life. So, we're going to be talking about rest today. And if you would like to take a nap during this episode, <laughs> we're in total support of that. Yeah,
1: <laughs> go for it.
0: <laughs> Although, I have to tell you, we're quite loud. So, if you have earbuds in, that might not be a good idea. But rest, it's such a hard topic um, because I think we as women, at least, my, I, I'm not going to speak for women. I will say, for me, when I... Feel my body being depleted, and I need to rest. It seems like that is when I have the most that I need to get done, mm-hmm. and I feel guilty for resting.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yes, oh yes, you are not alone. Um, and and that, you know, I I was just trying to think through rest in my own life, and it, you, we all know our bodies like we all have signals. I'm I'm learning that. It's taken me a long time to learn that, but I think you, Trisha, have been very valuable in that for me because. You're, you've you taught me to listen to my body And to listen to what it's saying to me And I'd never thought of that before I would just like get up and think Oh man, I'm going to need another cup of coffee I wasn't thinking that my body was actually sending me a signal Hey, <laughs> you didn't sleep real good last night And that's why you're tired today, you know But all of that is related And I think rest is kind of the the place where all our problems tend to start mm.
1: Yes, maybe yes. I'm wrong, I don't know. No, 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 think about it, think about it. Let's say you're having a tough day and everything is going off kilter and you're struggling emotionally, you're struggling physically. Think back, did you not sleep well? That's mm-hmm. almost always a question I ask myself and the answer is almost always, no, no. I did not yeah. sleep well. Because when you don't rest, nothing else goes right, yeah. I think. Well, think about
2: through your, the eyes of your kids. Like, if your kids don't sleep, Mm-hmm. How do they act the next day? <laughs> Cranky, <laughs> right? Yeah. And and, and we mm-hmm. like I can identify. I'm like, oh, you didn't get enough sleep last night. This is this is why this is happening today. And so I think it's so true for us, but we mm-hmm. don't think of it in those terms. We right. think, well, we I know people that get four or five hours of sleep a night, mm-hmm. and I personally cannot live on that. Yeah. I it, I just I can't do it. I just will. I'm a, I'm a wreck. But I know other people that thrive and they think that they only need a few hours of sleep or they think that they can do with less than everybody else. But I don't really think that's true. I think... In some other way, their body reacts and tells them, yeah, this isn't really working.
0: So maybe if, like, somebody's really getting on your nerves today, you would suggest a nap for them. <laughs> yes. If
2: you, if you would go, go take a, a nap, nap, you'd
0: get on my nerves less.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I tell that to myself all the time. That's the truth. Now,
0: I've heard people say that. Like They, like, use that as a badge of honor. Like, I only yeah. need... Three hours yeah, of sleep right. and feel like that's right. a real accomplishment. I tell you what, and the fitness trackers have kind of changed the whole world of sleep because mm-hmm. we now know how long we're sleeping. And, I, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't put all my stock in that because I think there can be inaccurate readings at times. But when you see a trend over time, mm-hmm. I think you can draw some things from that. And I would have told you, like, I need like eight to nine hours. I'm really only getting about seven on a good I night. I think
2: that's the key too. Yeah, is that we think we're sleeping for however many hours because you go right. to bed and sure, then you, you, the bed. you physically get that's up at true. a certain time. But right. how many times you go to the bathroom? How many times you wake up? And three, <laughs> and it's awful <laughs> every night. I mean, that's a lot. I <laughs> you know. But then, how many times does your mind race, and how yeah. long are mm-hmm. you awake in those periods where you're not really in that REM sleep? And that's where the fitness trackers really can help you see yeah. that. Yeah. But I think even without them, you know, if right. you're up and your mind is going and it could be an hour. That's one hour less of sleep that you got. Well, I don't
0: mm-hmm. think we really do know because we're paying so much attention to everybody else. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. I I think mm-hmm. that's one of the really valuable things that that I have at least gleaned over the last couple of years is to pay attention to my body. And maybe it's because I have been, um, you know, very involved with my parents' health care and, and how they're doing and paying more attention. Like, There are certain diseases, you know, you can see it play out in a parent and, you know, once this happens, this starts happening, Mm -hmm. this starts happening. And I think paying more attention to that for them has Mm -hmm. made me more conscious about my own health. Because um, when you see it in somebody else and, like, Mm -hmm. you're the one that's responsible for it, just like your kids, Mm -hmm. you know. If my kid comes home and automatically lays down on the couch and doesn't say a word, I know she's sick. I I just Mm -hmm. know that, Mm -hmm. you know. And so what does that mean for me and what does it mean for for um, my life, and I think it even translates in in my life spiritually too. Because when I'm tired,
1: man, the enemy has a
0: heyday. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, like oh, a yeah. heyday. Your defenses are down, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But here's the thing that I'm learning: that no one will protect your boundaries. Except for you, Mm. people love you. People care for you, but they don't mean to. But nobody's going to say to you, "I think you need to stop now. I think you need to rest now. I think you need to go home. I think you need Mm -hmm. to take a nap. I think you need to." You will, Trisha will. (laughs) If you're her (laughs) friend, she'll tell you that. Well, because I know on a regular basis (laughs) because you're doing the morning show now and you do need to go home and rest. Because I had to go. I knew I had to go home and take a nap every day, and I still need rest. And there's another whole piece which is not just sleep right it's rest yeah. there's something yes we need to sleep at night but we also need downtime right and i think that is i mean a lot of times people will go oh yeah you need to get sleep go ahead and get your sleep but people don't understand that we also need time away stepping mm. away mm-hmm. from responsibilities and work and doing things and you just need downtime that's rest it's different than sleep yes. you can get 8 hours of sleep and still Be exhausted because you're not having any downtime. And that is something that I'm learning apart
0: from sleep. You are stepping all over my toes. Stop it. Sorry about that. (laughs) Yeah. Because I really, um, for most of my life, have operated with no downtime. Like no margins in my life Mm -hmm. at all. Fill it up. Yeah. Yeah because when you fill it up then you don't have to do, deal with your own. I'm tell this is like a counseling session for me but you don't have to deal with your Come own on. stuff you mm-hmm. know oh, yeah. so mm-hmm. you fill it up with other you help people and you do cuz you don't want to yeah. deal with your own stuff and uh, so that's probably been a coping mechanism that's not such a good thing and I, you know here's the thing I, and maybe it's having kids maybe it's just getting older i don't know but um i i've been more conscious of patterns in my life mm-hmm. Like, of things that I do that I'm not real sure why I do that. And it's been because I've had loving friends say, why are you doing that?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I had a girl tell me this week, she's in my in my group at church, and um, she said, I made it, um, made myself a deal a couple of years ago that I would not say yes to things that I didn't really want to do. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my well, <laughs> word, can you rub a little bit of that on me? <laughs> you know, because I think we live so much of our lives out of obligation, mm-hmm. like, If you ask me to do something, I'll probably say yes because I think, oh, she thought enough of me to ask me to do it when my heart's not really in it.
2: Well, and I think sometimes even your heart is in it, you want to do it, but maybe it's just not the season that you're supposed to do it. Yeah, that's Adding another thing in, I'm currently considering something to do that I just, I don't know if I have the right time to do it. Yeah. And so I've been kind of putting it off, answering mm-hmm. if I, you know, uh-huh. and that's telling me a lot because I... I didn't answer immediately and say, yes, all right, let's set this meeting up. I think that's God's way of kind of telling me, yeah, maybe, maybe this, I know you want to do it. Maybe it's a not now. Yeah. Answer. Yes, and yes th- but and not now. Okay.
0: Yeah. And I think we <laughs> At least I do. I'll say this sometimes, and I'm not really even praying about it. But I'll say I'll pray about it so that you kind of think that you put them oh, off yeah. <laughs> and buy yourself a little time to think of another excuse. Yeah. <laughs> and you say you're praying about it, and, and you don't pray about it. Mm-hmm. I've, I'm guilty of that. I'm a sinner and worse than all y'all. So just go ahead and get that out on the table. But I think we do. We say I'll pray yeah. about it, and then we yeah. really don't consult God on it at all. Mm-hmm. Um, we just we were trying to buy some more time. And, and when did we – is that is that just the Sal I mean – I don't know. Is it just the South that we feel like we got to
1: say, "Why, yes, darling, I'll do that." Well, I think saying it in those words, but no, the idea (laughs) of saying yes to something, I do not think is just the South. I think it is a universal universal. thing, and I think it's a very much of a woman thing. Mm. And I think we want to please and help, and and
2: we're we're mothers and comforters, and and all of that, and we don't want to let someone down. Especially, I think this is where it gets really hard for me, especially if you know there's a need. Mm. And so, if you're not, if you're going to say no, who is going to do it? Right. That's right. Do you remember the book Best Yes?
1: Do you remember the book Best Yes? Did you read it? I haven't read it. Yes, but it's been a while. Okay. So, it's been a while for me, too. And there are lots of parts of it I'd like to revisit because it was really good. And it was all about, right? Yes. And it was all about saying yes to the right things and saying no to the other things so that you could really fully say yes, the best yes. But it talked about that. If you're having to make a decision, if someone's asking you to do something, and it may be a good something like teaching Sunday school class or um, taking this particular trip or teaching somebody something or mentoring or whatever it is, you go through a series of questions to ask yourself how you feel about it. Mm. And you pay attention to those those inward, um, I, I guess, Ques. those inward sensations and yeah. cues. Mm-hmm. And then... When you think about having said yes to it, how does it make you feel? If immediately you feel panicked or overwhelmed, Mm. that's probably a sign that that's not going to be your best yes. Mm. That's great. That's great. I would love to have those questions. Yeah.
0: Um, And here's what you said: this word a few minutes ago. I want to revisit it, and I think it kind of ties in nicely here. Is how do we set healthy boundaries for Mm ourselves? Because I've I I read the book Boundaries. We've, we've we've talked about that book before I think you're on the mm-hmm. podcast but, we, but I talked about it And um, I had a lot of people ask me about it And um, it's probably something I need to go back and read again, honestly But we don't have a good sense Of setting healthy boundaries You know, you think about There's a boundary with your house Like there are people that you don't mind They walk by on the street or jog by And you throw up your hand And there are people that you invite into your yard and then there are people you invite to sit on the front porch, and then there are people that you invite into your home. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, And when you think of relationships in that framework, mm-hmm. um, it gives you a whole new way of, of looking at things. I mean, you wouldn't invite someone um, necessarily into your home that was dangerous, mm-hmm. but we invite them into our lives all the time. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in counseling mm-hmm. a couple years ago, and yeah. I had this one relationship I was really struggling with, and the counselor said to me, that person is not safe for you. Mm. And I was like, "What?" Wow. You know, and, and but but he said that if you know that going into it, the expectation changes. Because you're not putting your heart right out there and saying, "Here's my heart. I want you to see my heart because you know they're going to chop it into a million pieces and hand it back to you." So if you know going in that that person is not safe, you're going to have a healthy boundary up and say, "This is what I can do and this mm-hmm. is what I can't do." And it really helped me in that relationship especially. Mm-hmm. Um, because that person wasn't safe for me well, I mean they weren't a danger to society They weren't doing anything mm-hmm. illegal But emotionally they weren't mm. a safe person That I could trust wow. And um, so that changed for me mm-hmm. So I think we need to talk just for a minute About how do you set those boundaries And how do you respect them Because we set them for our kids mm-hmm. Yes we
1: do Yes. Yeah. I
0: mean you think about it uh, You know, If you don't have kids you will one day If you have kids that you love in your life There are certain people that you want them to be around, and certain people you don't want them to be around. Mm -hmm. And we'll set those for kids, and
1: we will stick to them. Yeah, and even even like bedtimes and stuff like that. Well, yes, absolutely, you're going to be in bed at night. And meanwhile, we're doing the dishes, or you know, (laughs)
2: planning something, or writing out that list till (laughs) eleven thirty. Well, I think sometimes with the sleeping thing, that like we feel like this. Oh, I stay up later. I'm a night owl. But you forget that your morning doesn't change. You it, Most people have to be up for something specific in the morning.
0: That's so true. And,
2: and so if you're bleeding into the evening, because and, cause maybe you really are a night owl and you like it and you thrive and that's where you My clean serious. or do your hobby or do whatever. I know people that exercise after their kids go to bed. And so that keeps them up and, and kind of, uh-huh. you know, or they late watch TV or movies or whatever. But... I had to kind of scale that back and say, you know, I like staying up at night, but I have to get up at a certain time in the morning and be ready to go. And that's cutting. And so I've had to train myself and give myself permission to go to bed earlier. It's kind of embarrassing to say that you go to bed at whatever time. Right. Okay, Why is that embarrassing? I've, I've had people say, oh, Love my it. gosh, you go to bed that early? Like, how do you get anything done? And I can't go to bed that early because I've got all this, this, and this, and this to do. Or you're, you're a, you're a whatever-year-old adult. How do you I need would, to go to bed that I early? I would then say, then don't tell me you're exhausted. <laughs> oh. Well, <laughs> that's that wrong? But, no. so, <laughs> but I think the key Did I say is that out loud? Yeah. there are more people that go to bed earlier. The, it's kind of like the old lady-ish thing. Like, old, older people go to bed really care. early. They eat really early. Call me old. I don't You know. Care. Because you're
1: following the circadian rhythms. It's actually better for you.
2: And so I think there are more people that go to bed early than you realize. Mm. Um,
1: Alicia, you said it. You said give yourself permission. Yeah. I think that's how you set a healthy boundary, and that's how you keep a healthy boundary. Because if you don't feel good about it, if you don't feel like you're giving yourself permission and your boundaries are going to slip, slide all away. You know? yeah. You're not going to hold to them. You're not going to feel strongly about them. But if you take the time to really focus on what your needs are and prayerfully, do it prayerfully. I'm not, you know, just ask God what you need to do. But giving yourself permission once you feel like you have a good answer to do it, to take it. Yeah, and I think giving yourself
0: permission to do that and giving yourself time to think about the things that are exhausting you because for some of us, yeah. it is we're not getting enough sleep. Mm-hmm. For some of us, we're involved in relationships that are emotionally yeah. draining. Yes, yes. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we That's need to huge. Set, we need to set some healthy boundaries I think there. there's a
2: lot of toxic relationships and you don't realize it. So you true. think, oh, we're mm-hmm. friends or we're we're in this whatever type of relationship. Maybe yeah. it's a maybe it's a boss, and and you and you're thinking, well, because they are the leader, and you need to have that respect. But maybe that's a toxic relationship for you, and that's God's way of saying, you know what, I've got a better job for you over here,
0: or mm-hmm. you adjust your expectations. Yeah with the job you got Mm -hmm. you know instead of like I said letting yourself be exhausted because I I will find I'm very much a people person y'all know that but the older I get the more I need time to recharge after I'm with people so Mm -hmm. if we do a great big group event or something I am on and I love it and I'm in the moment and I'm just having (laughs) the greatest time but I and it it played out with Alicia one time because I said we're going to go to this event and on the way home, I'm gonna be so quiet. You're gonna think, "What in the world has happened?" And We to Carol? did. You're like, "What's
2: up with Carol?" And I told I'm her before so you said that beforehand because <laughs> yeah. we would have thought oh, yeah. we were with another coworker, and Carol was quiet the whole time, and which is unusual for Carol. Yeah. Carol's very talkative yeah. and very energetic, as you guys know. Um, yeah. But she does, and, and I'm like that. I I'm great. I can get up in front of people. I can do different things. But then it's like, I just want to be alone. Yeah. Even if I go out to dinner with my family. We'll yeah. all go out. We'll be in the car together. We'll mm-hmm. be having going to an event or go to dinner together or something simple. Come back. I'm like, I, I want to be alone now. Yeah. yeah we need I, that. I you need spend, your spend your people dollars. Spend your people dollars. You a lot of people dollars. You know what happens to yeah. me after an event.
1: What, I, I go, go to right to sleep. sleep. <laughs> yeah. And snooze. Yeah.
0: Snooze fest. And so I think sitting around <laughs> these microphones, we all have different needs. And I think the key for me was just taking the time to understand what those were yeah. and prayerfully saying, God, what is it here that is causing... Me to be exhausted. Is it physical rest? Is it emotional, um, just draining? Emotionally draining mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. Is it a mental um battle that I'm fighting? What is the area where you can bring your peace and flood me with mm-hmm. that peace?
2: Well, and, and give it to
1: God. That's
0: yeah, it. that's so true. Key,
2: I well, think Sundays used to be the day of rest. I But Sundays are busy days. We've got church in the morning. And a lot of times there's a life group or small group or something Uh in our youth group at night. Mm -hmm. There's yeah, all the laundry and
1: getting ready for the next
2: making my smoothies for the week on Sundays. But God created rest. He Mm -hmm. told us you need rest. And so I think maybe if Sunday isn't your day where you get a lot of rest, you've got to find pockets in the week.
0: Other ways
2: to to get it
0: If you want to go deeper on that topic uh, I did a Bible study with Priscilla Shirer Called Breathe Mm -hmm, It's an excellent mm -hmm. study It talks about that Um, And we're going to list some of these resources out for you We'd love to hear what you have to think about Spiritual rest, physical rest We'd love to hear your um, tips For setting those healthy boundaries We'd just love to hear from you All you got to do is email us, at lightfm.org. You're welcome to get in touch on the Facebook page. We're going to have your stuff on there about rest. And uh, we just appreciate you being a part of this family because we do feel like you are family and you're sitting right here with us. So we will see you next time we gather around these microphones for the Girl Talk podcast.